Yo, yo, yo! Welcome to episode 76 of Wings, Beers, and Tears, your favorite DMV sports podcast. And we have a whole full docket of shit to talk about tonight here in the DMV. And we're going to kick it off with the caps. We're going to completely and absolutely go through the draft. Pick by pick, not actually every fucking pick, but the picks as they uh, related to the Washington football team and the Ravens, and uh, give you our expert analysis on what went wrong, what went right for every team. Expert. Absolutely. And speaking of expert, that's our draft expert right there. There's Jerry. How are you, sir? We're we're pointing at him. You can't see it, but we're pointing at him. Uh, I am fine. How's everybody? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, I'm leaving most of the actual real analysis to Jerry. I'm just going to give uh, my opinions, which means dick, but that's okay. My op- my analysis is no better than anybody else's analysis. <laughs> I can well, just tell you who got picked. Uh, you, you you know more than we do. I can, I can guarantee it's that. It's better than a lot of people we saw on TV all week. <laughs> yeah, that's for fucking sure. And the third member of the crew is Jeremy. How are you, man? I don't like people, except for you guys. <laughs> you look like you had a, a nice Monday there, Jerry. Oh, it was great until about 4.45. I'm getting ready to like leave, and some jackass had waited six or seven hours when he could have hit me up this morning, and then he hits me anyway. I'm doing great. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. I love it. All right, Hope and I am Todd, to and, and we are Wings, Beers, and Tears, and let's get right into I'm it. I'm sure he doesn't. So, <laughs> me too. right off the bat... Um, let's talk about the Caps, who uh, in the last hour or so went from um, uh, a team of wounded warriors to a team of wounded warriors minus two more healthy players. So potentially skating with 16 tonight due to um, cap restraints, uh, et cetera, et cetera. The long and the short of it is this. It was a mixed bag last week. Um, they dominated uh, the Islanders uh, in two games. Uh, got one point against the Pens in OT and then lost and then uh, got rolled pretty good 3 nothing by the Pens. Um, so going into this week, they've got the Rangers on the road tonight, and they will be without Mr. Ovechkin, Carlson, Oshie due to family reasons, and rumors are not great, so that sucks. Thoughts and prayers with him. A meaningless end-of-the-season game means nothing for a guy facing what he's going through right now. Um, but... Uh, lately, we have heard that both Samsonov and Kuznetsov will not be available due to not being able to be at a meeting on time. Um, as Jerry would say, the fucking Russians strike again. Fucking Russians, dude. <laughs> Kuzi being Kuzi. Yeah. <laughs> Them, uh, you know, who knows whether it was uh, <clears throat> ill-spirited or just, you know, uh, a brain fart, but it doesn't really matter. You got to discipline guys for that shit. So that kind of sucks. I'll say this. I really don't give a fuck what happens. They're in the playoffs. Laviolette said it, and I'm, I'm sure that he would rather have a full squad playing. But he said, look, we have an X next to our name, which means we're in the playoffs. I've been to the dance a million times as a coach. It doesn't really matter what your seat is. We just want to get in as healthy as possible. So as far as the injury front goes, certainly Ovi and Carlson you need to be careful with because those guys have got to play big minutes and be healthy in the playoffs. Especially today, considering that those two – Playing would put you back up to 18 skaters, and as of 13 minutes ago, there's still a game-time decision. Okay, gotcha. Um, <clears throat> so those two, health-related, if they play, I trust the staff that they're healthy enough to play. Agreed. And if they don't, it means that they're being extra cautious, and I'm fine with that too. Um, Oshi again, a real bummer. Not sure exactly what it is. The rumor is it's his dad. Either way, anything family-related, none of our fucking business is fans, and take care of your business at home. That's why you do what you do. Um, so come back soon, hopefully, you know, in a, in, a, in a good frame of mind and get this all behind you if you can. Um, but the other two, uh, a bit of a concern only because it's late in the season. Dumbasses. <laughs> well said, you know, sneaky fucking Russians. Um, so Jerry's over there just shaking his head. <laughs> I mean. You want many- more Canadians on this team, don't you? Yeah, North Americans. Yes. I mean, I got to be honest with you. Um, they fucked up COVID early in the year. They did. Right? And got everybody suspended twelve times. <laughs> they know they're on they know they're on thin ice. They're on double secret probation. Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. I mean, Koozie's gotta know with all the shit that he's done. <laughs> right? And yeah, whatever. I mean, look, it doesn't offend me. I just hope that that I understand you have to make a uh you know, you have to hold everybody accountable. Sure. And everybody accountable for the rules. But in a situation where you're so undermanned, mm-hmm. um, does that pe- does that mean people have to double shift? I mean, did they have to play more? Are you? I mean, if you're, what happens if you you're, what happens if you're showing 
everybody that the rules matter, and then now somebody's hurt for the playoffs because right. they're playing more than they really need to play. To, to your point, so a guy like Backstrom or Eller, who's going to get a bunch of minutes at center, what if they get, you know, <clears throat> you know, what if they get a little knock in the corner or get a little shoulder dinged or something like that? You're going to be fucking pissed, right? Um, you know, because you can't be without those guys come come playoff yeah. time. I agree with all that. I just I think that Lobby's smart enough that most of the extra minutes are coming from. You know the fourth line. Yeah, probably. And we don't want them hurt either. I'm not saying so. It's going to be a no, but, it's but going to be you. a grinder game tonight. Yeah, just and, to and, get, sort of get through. Well, it. And I mean, look at this stage. The the Rangers are out of the playoffs, and their lineup doesn't look a whole lot better than the Caps right now. No. I mean, they're without. Uh, there was a laundry list of it was Kreider, uh, Panarin is a game time yeah. decision. He's gonna, he is going to play. He he, is? I okay. guess he missed the morning because of maintenance, but okay. he's supposed to play. No, okay. he'll he'll score 17 goals tonight. Yeah, he, he, he is. Zibanejad's um, playing, right? Yeah, I mean, as long as those two are playing, they can score. Um, and we just don't match up with them, with them well anyway for whatever reason. Well, Zibanejad would never score like five goals in a game against the Cavs. <laughs> ever, so, ever. So. Um, in, in all honesty, it really doesn't matter. <clears throat> we've, we've said it now so many times. Yes, you, you'd rather have home ice. You'd rather be playing the Islanders or uh, the Bruins. But yes. The, but the reality is if they're going to make a deep run, they're going to have to probably go through Pittsburgh at some point. I I, I get you, and, and that's true. But, but, but you'd rather it be in the second round. I'd rather be in the second round with the first round. Hopefully the team who's placed Pittsburgh just beats the ever-living shit out of them and slows them down a little bit because those motherfuckers, we can't stop them. Uh, they There's some sort of – there's some sort of – Mind fuck. I swear there is. Because, like, luck goes against us 90% of the time against Pittsburgh. Um, and when we have, it seems like when we make a mistake, they just capitalize on it. Yeah, because look at last game. They basically did nothing. Yes. Yeah. Well, neither did the Caps. But neither team did anything. The three goals were two breakaways on basically stumble slash brain farts. And then the only reason Carter scored is because Dowd was playing too good a defense on him. Yeah. And the puck hit him in the skates. Those are the three goals in the game. I got you. But, no, no, but so Jerry exactly brings up a good point. Normally, point. <laughs> normally, I'd say, no, you're wrong. It's not about luck or whatever. But there, it's too consistent with that particular opponent. How many times have they beat us this year? What's the record this year? We're 2-2-4. Two, 2-2-4, two, and four. Two, two and four, right? Yeah. So, so the other, then the converse, and that's 4-2-2. Two, two, and two. That's pretty fucking good. That means yeah. they're getting points six out of eight games. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, but there's no three-on-three three or shootouts. Oh, I, I playoffs, got you. So, but I mean, you know. but if, I'm, if I'm Pittsburgh... I want to play the Caps. Yep. Because you, you, you know mentally only, you have them only, too. Yeah, not only is the history there, yep. right, except for one year, mm-hmm. right, but you just know you can beat these guys. And you bring up a good point. Doesn't matter who's coaching, doesn't matter who's playing, you and, can just beat and them. And this is what pisses me off is I think if the Caps impose their will on another team and play their game, they beat the Islanders and they beat Boston. For whatever reason, we can be the better team for 59 out of 60 minutes right. and Pittsburgh can fucking win. Like, we'll be up 2 nothing, controlling the fucking game, and I they can, get three goals in a minute. I, I agree. I, I don't know? know what it is, man. So, But the Islanders play Pittsburgh better than they play us. I know. You I know? know? And so it, it, Matchups it, there, are funny, there's got to be some fucking matchup. So I would like – I think, I mean, honestly, the Caps may struggle against anybody. They could lose to anybody. Sure. Uh, it, you know. In the first round, but they have a better chance if they're not playing Pittsburgh until the second round. I, I kind of agree with that. I, I probably I probably would have said two weeks ago, I honestly don't care. A week ago, I'd have been like, eh, okay, now I'm kind of with you. Um, I still don't think it ultimately matters if they're going to make a deep run because if neither Vanacek nor Samsonov can show up here in the playoffs, it's probably not really going to matter. Well, and I think also just sort of, I mean – I, I really actually completely agree with Jerry, which is rare when it comes to hockey. Um, <laughs> Cutting edge analysis. Yeah, you guys are coming around. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, if I'm choosing, I, I don't want them in the first round. But you know what? It, we have no idea what's going to happen. All four teams could be one through four. We're not going to know until the end of the week pretty much what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. So there's no way to control that. I will say this. you got to play Pittsburgh in the first round. You beat them. That's going to be a nice, you know, jump start to the playoff run. So yeah. I'm not saying you concede. <laughs> right, right. I'm just no, no, saying. No, no. Understood. understood. Yeah, no, I know you're not. If yeah. you play them, you got to punish them, and you, you got to hope for the best. But right. I'm just saying, as a fan, yeah, the looking deep, yeah. I th- I think that team has our number. Well, I don't want to play them either, but you know, look, they they look good. They're playing well, and I don't think Pittsburgh wants to play the Islanders. And but, they probably don't want to play Boston. But I will probably. say this: in the two games, the the last two games that they play the Caps, so we, we we get a point in overtime in in the first game. 
I thought we utterly dominated that game. And it, I, I don't know what the fucking referees were looking at in that game. That was, that was ridiculous. Well, um, we were lucky to get a point. Well, well no, it, what I'm saying is Pittsburgh was even lucky to hang with us that game. But to your point, it's always fucking Pittsburgh that hangs with us somehow. It's always you go up, and then there. Then yep. the next time I look at my phone, because I didn't watch it, right? The next time <laughs> I look at my phone, I know they're going to be losing. If ten minutes goes by and the Caps are up two one, I just genuinely believe, honestly, that when I look at it, it's going to be three two Pittsburgh. There was a stretch in that game, Jerry, where the Caps had eight scoring chances and had zero goals. I think it was ten minutes in the second period. Eight scoring chances in the first 10 minutes. We had zero goals. Pittsburgh had two shots on goal. They had a goal. I mean, it, 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 that's the kind of shit that's going to drive me crazy in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, it's all the way all back to Jerry's point. Just yep. It's Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, I did see an, another stat that uh, uh, it's been floating out there, but in the last 16 starts for Samsonov and Vanacek, their numbers are almost identical. What is it? 906 save percentage and 26 or 28. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Same win, same number. Because no. yeah. I'm looking, there's got to be something there. Maybe, you know, yeah. one guy had four or five games. Really, you know, no. no. I, I think, I bet if you looked at the goals against in each game, it, was, it would like match oh, up. It's, it's, it's almost like identical. One yeah. guy's two, three, two, three, other guys, four, one, four. No, it's all the same. Yep. Two shutouts each. It's ridiculous. So on the upside, what you have is two good options. But as Jerry says all the time in the NFL and in college, if you don't have a starting quarterback, yeah. you know, if you have two quarterbacks, you have zero quarterbacks, you know. So I, I do think they need to go in with a hot hand. It would have been cool to see Sammy win the net, but <laughs> he's not well, playing tonight. So you know maybe well, I think this fucks him going forward. Well, maybe this, you know, look what VTEC did before when they gave him the reins. Yeah, true. You know, out of necessity. Well, maybe he plays great tonight. Maybe he gets the majority of the starts. Maybe he gets it, you know. And, he, and either way, I think I think the team is going to be comfortable. I mean, I think a lot of you would much rather have a guy that's putting up, you know, a 93 save percentage that he can just say, you're my guy. Yeah, oh, of course. You don't have that. Of course. But at least he has two guys that you can trust. You know what? In a lot of teams, if their number one doesn't work out, they're done. Yeah. No, that's I, not the case No, here. you make a good point there. You make a good I mean, point there. I'd rather uh, have a one. Don't get me wrong. And I will say this, though. It's not like Pittsburgh is infallible because, they yes, they beat us in those two games, both very competitive. We had no Ovi. For both games, right. you know, yeah, no Carlson. So we might be playing no better with him. So, well, that that hurts too. Yeah, it, 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 that kills you. I um, have to. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean, we got a good team. We got a good coach. Um, I I do I do think we have a uh, a you know I I I feel good about the Islanders. I'd feel pretty good against Boston, and uh, but I wouldn't feel as good against Pittsburgh. I don't know what that means. Any one of those series will be chippy, and the other series, so the other two, whoever they are. Is going to be a bloodbath as well. I, I really think this is going to be old school, knock down, drag it out, playoff hockey. And I'm, I think Lavi is the better of the coaches in our division for that style. I I'm, really do. I'm with you. And let's all remember, this wasn't the Capitals' plan. The plan was to have maybe the greatest goaltender of our generation You, you, play, you know what? Right? It, it, and, and that's not an excuse. That's, that's a fact. That was yeah, the plan. 100%. And Chris told us at the Notre Dame... <laughs> No, Maryland Penn State game. Maryland Penn State. You, you fucking jinxed it because you looked over. You're like, uh, Chris. Yeah, uh, Lundquist well, just uh, retired. Mean, he, you know, he was close talking. <laughs> he, he was so he was drunk. so fired up. He, he must so have said drunk. it a thousand times. You, know, you want to know why I'm not going the Maryland West Virginia game? That <laughs> because that will be the entire Trigoning family to me. <laughs> Close talking, uh, just really like really ang angry and volatile and fired. I mean, the adrenaline that night, he was fired up. He was fired up. Well, you know what? He had a point and he drove that point home about a thousand times. So that was great. <laughs> that was awesome. That was great. Um, but no, you're right. I mean, if Lundquist is here, it's a completely different story as far as, far as uh, the level of confidence you have in a veteran goaltender. It's not here. We don't have one. Let's let let's let's let the two young guys battle it out and and hope they perform. Um, I'm personally getting more and more concerned with Ovi and Carlson. Um, probably more so Carlson. Ovi's a fucking horse, man. He's come playoff time. He's going to strap him up and and he's going to be fine. You know, yeah. Carlson worries me a little bit. I, I really think. I mean, you know, Lobby tries not to say too much and he's usually very good at it. But I really, you know, I really <laughs> yeah. feel like the way he's been saying, he said we're being overly cautious. I don't. Yeah. Th I think if this was playoffs, these guys would have missed zero games. You That's might be guess. right. Now, would that have led to them missing something later on? Very possible. I'm telling you, coming Ovi coming with fresh legs and Carlson coming with fresh legs is not a bad thing. It's, it's not, not a bad thing. I agree. As We're, long as they can knock some rust off, 
Well, that's which is to your point. If we can play an ugly like two one shootout win tonight, yeah. get a couple points, yeah. and you know, well, we're yeah. down to only five games left, right? right. Correct, including the night. So they got to they got to play in the last two games or something like that, or yeah. maybe one well, of the last five. But when we're when when we're when Washington is done, there's still another week on yeah. the schedule like in the Jeremy NHL, said, yeah. and then another three to four days before the playoffs start. So it's almost like why are you bringing them back at all? Eh, you want to make sure that their well, no, their wheels are good. No, I actually think it's almost the opposite at this point because they've missed what four or five games now. Yeah, and I want to. I want. I mean, look at look at Ovi. Look what happened with him when he got his legs back from the COVID break. That's when he started going almost a goal per game for right. that stretch. And yeah. he'd been, you know, yeah. everybody's like, oh my gosh, he's only got six goals through twenty. Well, guess what? He didn't have six through forty. Yeah, you know, right. He had about twenty two or whatever he had. So I I do think that I. I'd like to see them play at least, well, like the last two games, if not a little bit more than that. I'd like to see that, but you know. yeah, I'd like to see. Well, it as well. the world if they don't, but right. But just, just for, and again, if, if you use the phrase, you know, timing, get your legs, whatever else, and then you're going to have another seven to eight days off. Well, that argument kind of goes out the window. But the peace of mind, knowing that they have game action, yeah. healthy, and they know they well, can go, yeah. and they're feeling good. Okay, I'd much rather have them have that week off after a week of playing than that week off that makes it three weeks of not playing. Exactly. That's what I'm worried about. Exactly. Cause then it's, it's rust versus rest at that point, yeah. you know, cause um, they'll get some good hard practices in, I think in that week, I, really I think do. they have to. Yeah. Um, all right. Any, any other injury concerns or anything like that? And more importantly, do you think there's any more fallout to Kuzi and Samson often just this one game, or do you think it's just no. a slap on the wrist one game? I Be think, on time, you yeah. dumbasses. I One think game. they have a policy, and it's if you do this, you will miss a game. Got it. And that's what happened. Got it. I think I think it's. I mean, no, we don't know what it was. They said it was a team function. I hope it wasn't something dumb like they were going bowling and they showed up late or some shit like that. But um, <laughs> that's probably what it know, was. Seriously, but uh, you know, no, because you get all coked up before uh, the bowling game. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> they probably wouldn't have been late. Well, I guess I don't know how that works, but anyway. Um, no, I do think it's just one game. I, I think it's one of those almost more embarrassment. I think yeah, they just don't them. give a fuck, <laughs> and that is the problem yeah. with Russians <laughs> on our team. The, the old yeah. wide paint yeah. Russians, yeah, yeah. The Russians on our team, not <laughs> Russians in general. I'm yeah. just talking about the Russians on our team. They okay. sometimes they just don't give a fuck. Ovi is so bad. <laughs> All right, so any more on the caps before we move on? No, sir. All right, C A P S caps, caps, caps. Let's go. Be nice to get a couple points tonight and get healthy, and uh, you know, hopefully a week from now we're talking about who their opponent's going to be, you know? I mean, we're about there. And hopefully that's not Pittsburgh. (laughs) As as, uh, Jerry has said many times, he does not want to see the the putrid uh, yellow and black in the playoffs. Um, But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Godspeed, Oshie. Hope everything works out well. Yeah. Thoughts are with you, bro. All right. So moving on to the NFL draft. What a difference a year makes, huh? Last year we had the completely remote Zoom awfulness that was the draft and here you had a live draft it looked relatively normal yeah. you know just as um, awful but it was just as awful goodell is could be the most awkward prick i've ever seen god that guy's awful yeah he sucks he um, really does it's so awkward and you know i i bitched a lot because you know it took fucking forever i think your text was <laughs> what did you say you know, Zach Wilson's picked and it's 845. It's 845. <laughs> I mean, they knew exactly why. They should have they should honestly, if you if you have the first five picks and you know who you're gonna draft, just fucking draft them before the draft. I, I know. God, but the, it's just a spectacle. Oh, it is, man. It's and a money making so, machine. I mean, Holly wanted, Holly, Holly wanted to watch the fucking Ravens and it was like midnight. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. God. I was asleep before they made their picks. I'm <laughs> pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For All sure. Right, so, All right, so the only real surprise there in the beginning, if you want to call it a surprise, was Lance going third to San Fran. Yeah, that's you know? a terrible pick. Well, I mean, Shanny, dude, he's, I know, he's I the know. quarterback whisperer, and I he guess. just fucking rolled he the dice. Care. He might be dead tomorrow. What does he care? Yeah, good call. Good call. I will say this, <clears throat> and you you said it best two weeks ago on the pod. Teams are so deathly afraid of missing on the next Mahomes or who could be the next Mahomes yep. that somebody who's going to go reach, and it was San Fran and it was Lance. You know? I just don't know how you – you spend all that money for a guy that's played 18 games. I'm it's with you, a, man. I'm with it's you. It's crazy to me. Um, but whatever. I mean, what, what if he hits and everybody's well, like, yeah, fuck, go so fuck yourself, Jerry. You get, <laughs> yeah, you get your guy. And, but I know you know. if he plays next year, they win four games. If well, he's he, your starter. He for doesn't seven, have to. I know, I know he doesn't have to. But if he does, if he plays yeah. 17 games, they win four. 
He cannot play against. He has no. And everybody says how smart he is and how fast he is and blah 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 blah. If he plays, they will lose seventy five percent of the games he starts. Do you think that's Shani's plan though, or is Shani's plan to play Garoppolo at least the majority of this early? Depends a on. Good part I don't of the know season. Garoppolo, but it depends on if he's like, go fuck yourself, man. You just drafted this guy. What am I? I'm not. You know, trade me. Right. I don't, I don't know if if. Jimmy G's like that. I don't know if he can play like I that. I can see I could see either scenario. I could also see Shanny telling Garoppolo a week before, this is exactly what we're going to do, but here's the deal. You're my starter. We expect to be a playoff team. He is the starter of the future. If you get us to the playoffs, your trade stock just yeah, you just, you just skyrocketed, made, you just made, you just and we're going to get you deal. where you want to go. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe. I you, just, you never know. I don't see how. NFL's dirty fucking business, yeah, Jerry. Yeah, but, but think about it. Fitzpatrick was like 5-1. and one. Six and two last year, and they just had a predetermined. Yep, we're, we're picking two up, and two was fucking garbage. Yeah, well, I'll say that's dumb. I, I, that's what I mean. It, a lot of it depends on. Well, obviously, if Lance is actually any good, but it depends on Shani's plan to it. What extent. if they start three and three, and, and Garoppolo looks terrible? Yeah. What if they start yeah. four and two, and Garoppolo looks terrible, which is what he did. Which he's, <laughs> he has he's looked bad the past couple of years. No, you're right. I mean, he's right? he's he's done the old. Um, he, he looks a little Alex Smithish. I just he's would a not game have, manager, and they find a way to win. I just know? would not have traded all that draft capital to go up and get Trey Lance. I just wouldn't not, have done. Not it. a chance. I, I completely. The agree. only guy in the draft that would have done that for was Lawrence. It's the only guy I would have yeah. done it for. You know, because, I probably would have bitched about it how much you had because, to give up. But because of the five, three of them are going to fail. Right. You know, three of them are going to be busts. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the kid from BYU. I don't know. Um, I don't think he's going to be any good. I'm just going to go on record and say that. I don't know. I mean, yeah. he's they, I, they all have skill. I'll say I have no idea. <laughs> but at least you've seen him play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the 18 games you're playing that Lance is playing is playing against guys that aren't in the league. Right. 95% of them. So. Right. Again, we're talking very amateur analysis here for the oh, three yeah. of us. I mean, who, well, I mean, but, but I will say this. When as I look an, at a quarterback, like, he can throw. Yeah, right. But, but here I'm, you know, my dumb ass is watching these guys, and of the five, after Lawrence, who's consensus number one, no matter who you are, I thought Mac Jones is the most NFL ready. Yeah, but, to me. But you know? you're, but also and, he's going to a better team. Well, obviously goes, the lower. But, but you I guess get my point is he goes fifteen. Yeah. You know? So he's going into a better better situation uh, than. Plus, they just New England got all that talent. But here's the thing: all these idiots on TV, and that's call them idiots because I'm not one of them. I'm not on the. <laughs> I'm not on TV. I'm jealous. All these people are basically lauding. Chicago, like they just saved the jobs of these guys. I, I don't get that, dude. And it's a gamble. I guess what do you care? I mean, if they, if they don't, they're going in with the red, the red fireman, whatever's what is what's his nickname? Uh, the guy who's Dalton. Yeah, they're oh, going yeah, in with yeah, Dalton, yeah, yeah. right? Right. Um, if they don't make the move, but again, watching Justin Fields play against Green Bay and all, I mean. I'm not sure you're saving your job. What you may have bought is some time. You may have bought some time, right? Because sure. you could say, "What do you want me to do, man? You told me to draft this guy, right? And I now I'm working with him, and we're playing okay. Give me, give me another year." Yeah, good call in that division because uh, he gets he gets Green Bay twice and then Minnesota's defense twice. Right. You know, yikes! All right, yeah. so Washington, ten picks. Um, First of all, let's give it up. For Washington, it appears Snyder was not involved in any of this. Well, that's good. Yeah, that, that's huge, yeah. right? Probably the best news of the day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, seriously, that, right? that in by itself is a win. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, because they would have traded up for Trey Lance um, <laughs> or Justin Fields. <laughs> Justin Fields. So Washington um, had ten picks um, in the draft. It's pretty clear to me three things: they focused on speed, they focused on what they called positional flexibility. And they focused on drafting for need rather than the best player available, mm-hmm. and that was pretty much the case in each round. Yeah, so I, they, I, they I did would a say need draft. I would say that's dead on. What scares me about positional flexibility is you get a guy that can play two positions, but none of them as good as if you just played one position. Yeah, I hear you. Um, so that's a little bit scary. I, I gave, <laughs> I mean, from me personally, I gave them a B uh, because I think they reached on some players they didn't need to reach for because of. They just had a need to fill, and they, so they just filled the need. But uh, all in all, pretty strong, uh, pretty solid draft. I think what uh, what gives me encouragement, if I was a Washington fan, is that the coaches who know what they're seeing, unlike the three of us, <laughs> you know, they pick people they want 
to have. Right. 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 Um, so while a lot of it on its sense doesn't make sense, and I'll go, we'll go, we'll go through the first night um, and, and all three nights, and, and I'll tell you who they drafted, and you can talk about it. Um, but you know, it looks like the coaches had the picks, and not it wasn't for marketing. Right. Which is right. what Washington is known for. Oh, they, yeah. They love marketing and stories and sure. not much of football. So, right. Um, all right. Their first pick was Jamin Davis, linebacker, Kentucky, six foot four, 234, had 109 tackles last year, graded out as the highest SEC linebacker. Uh, wasn't well known prior to the draft, one year starter, which is a concern because if you're that badass, how can you only start one year? Um, he's very raw and needs experience. Uh, his the con on him is that he cannot take on blocks like Micah Parsons can. Micah Parsons can can shed blocks a little bit better, right? Uh, and so Jamin Davis, um, if he gets latched onto by a tackle or a guard, he can't get rid of the get, can't mm-hmm. get rid of him and make a play. Okay. The good thing for Jamin Davis is he's playing behind the best defensive line in the in the league. Absolutely. And those guys aren't being one block; they're mm-hmm. being double blocked, especially if. Uh, Especially if you're talking about John Allen and Deron Payne, they're going to take up guards and tackles or tackles and guards, mm-hmm. right? And then obviously you got to block Chase. Right. So if you're playing there, you're going to run clean. And what this cat can do is run mm-hmm. sideline to sideline. So he, my guess is his stats are going to be very good because he's rarely going to get blocked. Yeah. You know, and he can play three downs. Mm-hmm. So, and he's a Rivera guy. I yep. mean, that dude is a, you know, his parents are, um, are Army. You know, mm-hmm. in the army, he's an army brat, and he got interviewed by J.P. Fenley uh, after the draft, and they said, "What are you doing tonight?" He's I'm, I'm, going, I'm to bed. going to bed. Yeah, so he's not not apparently well, his, not a big. His party. phone call with Rivera was great. Yeah, was, yes, sir. So, I'm excited, sir. Yes, so sir. They, I mean, they, you know, they were at 19, and they picked a guy who will definitely help them. He's a comp- much talent. He talent wise, he's better than anybody they have on the roster at that any three linebacker position. So it's hard to criticize him for that. Nah, great analysis, Jeremy. No, I love the kid. You know, I I thought it was hilarious when, and his parents were in the background of that JP Field interview too. Did you hear that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, it was great. Just so it was just so funny hearing them basically laugh when JP said, well, "What you're doing? What? You just got picked in the first round. You're going to go to bed." He's like, "Mom and Dad, you hear that?" And they're just laughing. <laughs> what I like about it is I didn't I didn't like it at first because of his only one year being a starter and his rawness. So, That's a concern. So I was like, "Fuck!" So I did my research on him. My research, I, I Googled him and <laughs> looked up uh, his stats at Kentucky. He came into Kentucky at 6'1", 210, left at 6'4", 235. So he's your quintessential late bloomer. Yep. He's a guy that matured a little bit later, didn't have a lot of the accolades coming out of high school that a lot of the other guys did, and he leaves the SEC as the highest-rated SEC linebacker. That's no small feat. So obviously the lack of um, uh, you know production and time that he's been a starter – can be a concern on the one hand. On the other, that's fewer miles on, on the old tires, and that means his upside is unknown. Well, the, you know? Is he coachable? And from all, um, all aspects or, or what you hear from the Kentucky coaches, and you know, you're probably not going to get them to roll over on any other players. But oh, no, no. They no. rave about this kid. Yep. I mean, just coachable, yes or no, sir. Whatever you need me to do, go play on the left side, go play on the right side, and he's doing it without mm-hmm. much of a – Which is probably how you get to 109 tackles, too. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, mean it, it, when he played, he balled. Yep. You know, against – Top flight competition. Well, that's just it, too. It's not like we took a guy out of, like, um, you know, the Mac, who they were like, oh, he's the best linebacker in the Mac. It's like, oh, great. There's, like, ten guys there, you like know? Trey Lance. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You no, know, but, so he but played legit competition. If he played behind a defensive line that was garbage and he was, and they weren't protecting him and he was getting one-on-one blocked a lot, he may struggle. But sure. if you can let this guy run sideline to sideline and make tackles, he's going to make a lot of And tackles. that's where I think the versatility becomes a plus with this team. Not yeah. every team probably is that a plus for, but we'll, you, you said we'll, it last week. We'll see where he plays. Yep. I don't know if he's going to play in the middle or, or, uh, or the outside. But my uh, guess would be outside. That would just be my gut. I don't gut, know, man. He's, he's almost 240. Yeah, he's a big boy, man. So um, we will see. Um so I give that a, a pretty solid pick. I think we're all sort of happy. Well, with like that. we all said, we didn't move up and, and grasp at a player that, you know, probably wasn't going to play. This and, guy's going to play. And going yeah. in, linebacker was 
one of the biggest needs, if not the biggest. Needs. <laughs> Although Jerry Jerry did tell me he said Mel Kiper, the only reason he didn't give him an A was because he said they didn't go up to get Fields. They didn't goes, go up to get Fields, and linebacker wasn't a need. And I was like, Mel, what I was are you like, Mel, what the now? fuck, dude? Mel. Did you just like stroke out for a second? Like, on, everybody, <laughs> everybody knows that linebacker was the probably the biggest need. Hey, Mel, eat some more pumpkin pie and have a nice day. <laughs> Seriously, Mel, you're the man, but come on, bro. All you right. Know? So day two, uh, the Washington football team drafted two players. Um, the first one is Samuel Cosme, offensive tackle from Texas. He is my favorite pick of the draft. I love that pick. He started 13 to 14 games uh, at right tackle in 2018, 13 games at left tackle in 2019, and eight games before he opted out once Texas lost uh, their ability to play in the playoff Okay. Um, at uh, the left tackle. So he started 34 games. He's 6'6", 314. Yeah, he's Test, a monster. Tested well, more athletic than any other tackle in the – in the uh, the draft, anybody who says he's not athletic, I read some stuff like that. That's yeah, just, that, that, that's the knock just, I saw on a couple. They're sites just too. they're just fucking stupid. Okay, um, <laughs> I mean that's really, what they, I would go with personally. Right. I was going to say it's my knee jerk reaction. They but. obviously <laughs> they don't know anything, and they just read a review from somebody else's site and said that. So um, I mean his his testing numbers were insane. Thirty six on the bench. His four eight forty. His uh, short shuttle times Dude, were four eight forty, and you're six six three fifteen. His short his short shuttle time was like elite. Um, so he, he's he's a plug and play left tackle or a what I think he's more valuable as a swing tackle. He can play both mm-hmm. sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his is one of his business biggest strengths coming out was pass protection. He always graded out high on that for every year he played. Um, nonetheless. His, the, the criticism, one valid criticism, is that his technique is all whacked out because at Texas they, they play in the Big 12, of course. Right. And, and those run-and-shoot offenses mm-hmm. and those, those uh, spread offenses, you, you kind of really fuck up form and, and technique. So he's good, definitely going to have to be coached. He's not a perfect prospect, but here's the thing. When I see him, I really don't know why Darisol's better. That was going to be my question. I don't know why. Like I, I, I see him. This and guy's I, bigger, stronger, faster, and played against better competition and started more. I, so I, I'm with you. I don't know. I don't know why he's better other than Darisol's heavier and maybe just looks more like a tackle. Longer this guy arms. Looks, I have no yeah, idea. Maybe more imposing. Maybe more of a bulldog. I but don't I know. think the point being is after Slater went and uh, and the big uh, Sewell kid went in yep. the top ten. Um, there's not much difference between the next like six the eight next guys, eight six eight guys, which is why you take the linebacker. And we just learned today, JOK had a hurt yeah, condition, so that's yep. why I was wondering why he wasn't dropping. Yeah. If he was healthy, who knows who they would have drafted? Um, but I really like Cosme. I think he's going to come in and start, if not start immediately. He will play that swing tackle. I think Jaron Christian is see ya. Yeah. I think he's gone. Well, I think the you know, and obviously. You don't know he's just been drafted, but he gets a jersey on on day one. Oh, I he think, gets a jersey. Know, game one. So. See, and that and that's what I've been saying now for a couple of years. When you've got a couple picks, you know, you have a first rounder, you have a second rounder. You need to draft guys that can fucking play. Yep. And we just drafted two guys that are going to play. You know, barring injuries or something crazy, they're they're going to get a sweater in, in the in the forty eight man you know roster. Because exactly. I mean, Cosby may not start game one, but he'll be one of the. Eight oh, I think guys he's. I, think he's I would rotation. be surprised. I honestly would be somewhat surprised if he didn't start. I, I'm kind of with you. Yeah. All right. Thir- Before we get to that, just a couple quick things on him. You know, he's been he's played at FedEx Field before and <laughs> lost to Maryland. So there's 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 that. And then he also scored a touchdown against West Virginia. I know. I was, I saw it and I was like, who's that fat guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry, Dre. Go ahead. By the way, his head's enormous. I love that in an <laughs> yeah. offensive lineman. I love this just monster head. Heads. So <laughs> I will be. Super- I mean, he'll need some coaching. He's not going to be an All Pro, but I think he'll be better than what they have. All right. Pick number three, Benjamin Saint Justy. I wasn't a fan of this pick at all uh, when they drafted him. Um, he's a big corner at 6'3", 202. Mm-hmm. Um, might get some run at outside the nickel packages. Mm-hmm. Uh, played some free safety during senior bowl week. I'll get back to that, but has not played a lot of football. Started at Michigan, played 12 games of reserve, transferred to Minnesota, played 18 games with nine starts over two seasons, all being 10 honorable mention. Uh, in 2019, recording 45 tackles and 10 breakups. Had a really good senior bowl. Uh, that's where he got noticed. Uh, he's not a corner. He's a safety. Yeah, so, I think so, too. So what everybody, when I read up on it after the draft, um, that made sense. They had a need at free safety. 
Um, and I think he is going to be your free safety at 6'3", 202. And that's sort of what Rivera said. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a guy who has the technique to play corner, has the size to play free safety. So what you have is a guy back there that can cover if needed, right. i.e. the nickel packages and, right. and having a diverse guy. Well, like we just talked about with Davis, you have a guy that's pretty transient. You know, He can move around back well, it's there. The, you know? the flexible yep. p- position position flexibility however it reminds me an awful lot of troy apke i thought you were gonna say that reminds me a lot of him he's not as big this kid's bigger um so i mean obviously in the third round you gotta take chances on people you gotta you gotta believe you're scouting and there's flaws with everybody right sure i just don't i think they could have gotten a better player with that pick that's just my take all right well again you follow you follow it a little bit more in depth than we do as soon as they drafted him i knew who he was because he played at minnesota and michigan um and, you know, you look at his highlight reel, and the guy's just athletic and big. He's kind of a freak show in terms of size for, for the position he played. And they had a bunch of his highlight reel was him playing corner. And, I mean, he's just crushing guys. Um, and, you know, maybe that, that's kind of what they're looking for. Too. When they played Maryland, did you guys there. like, who the fuck are we? Oh, my God, we got to throw it away from that guy. Or did you just sort of know who he was because he was making plays? No, because I don't think either team played any defense in that game. Well, that's the game where Minnesota decided to run all over us, then stop, and we came back. So it's like I, it, that game was weird. It was a, such a weird game. Now I was fucking hammered watching that game. I don't know. I, I just remember waking up the next morning. I was like, "Holy shit, we fucking won last night!" Didn't the guy like, miss like a, a, he missed, missed a, an extra point? Yeah, he missed an extra point in double overtime. Yeah. I think like badly. So the third pick or the second pick in the third round was Deami Brown, wide receiver, North Carolina. He had dropped in the draft. He was supposed to be a second round pick. The Kuiper um, even said he, he had him late first, possibly. Yeah, I mean, he was in the 40s in most. Um, well-sized receiver, downfield explosiveness, um, had eight touchdowns of 40 yards or more during his career, scored every 5.3 catches yeah. uh, since 2019, has a lot of drops, well, yep. uh, does not except, have trustworthy yeah. hands. Except those drops never came on contested plays. He did not have a contested drop. And it was a 49-49 contested catches. But he had a lot of drops where he was just nobody's yes. around him. Yep. He drops. Yep. And uh, he doesn't run a large route tree. Most he's running his corners and go routes. Yep. It's not like it. he's digging yeah. and all that stuff. So He's going deep somehow. <laughs> so right. what he's doing. So, I mean, but he, he's good value. Mm-hmm. He's a big play specialist. Um, he's an outside receiver. So that's good. They have Samuel as the, as the you know, slot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have... Uh, Terry at the other receiver. So that's you're going with a hell of a lot more firepower than you had. I, I was going to say, year. doesn't he actually give you a legit downfield with a better threat? quarterback? Yeah. With a quarterback well, who will you, throw the ball downfield. Well, well, yeah, we can extend the field now. Like you get a guy like Fitzpatrick, and you get a, a kid like this, and I mean Fitzpatrick's going. I have another toy. Let's go. You know. And the thing is, that's what they were kind of missing because when you add Samuel, you add was it Jeffries, right? Um, yeah. The, those they needed those guys. They they had spots for those guys. Humphreys. Humphreys. Humphreys, Humphreys yeah, yeah, sorry. Jared Humphreys. Jeffries. Jared Jeffries. Yeah. Remember that yeah. jackass that Juan Dixon shit all over yeah. I do remember that. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, sorry, Humphreys. So, I mean, this is something you kind of I – mean, yes, you had one in McLaurin, but you you really do need two legit you know, outside guys, and yeah. now I think now they have it. Oh, absolutely. And McLaurin's more of a route runner. He's more diverse. Yes. You know, this guy, you know, a little bit more down the field. Well, just athlete. You know. Yeah, he'll, he'll run this in the, the goes. The, he reminds me of a lot of Marquise Brown. You just send okay. him huh. deep. Nice. You just okay. send him deep, and that's a good comp. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's get. The I, I didn't hate the pick though, because like no, you said, I don't know. I there's a lot pick. of a lot of receivers that we talked about that are going to be in these middle rounds, and he was one of them right. who had really high end talent, and, right. he, and he fell, and they took him, and yeah. good, good shit. Fourth yeah. round pick, John Bates, tight end, Boise. Who the fuck is John Bates from tight end? Six foot six, two fifty six. Grabbed forty seven <laughs> receptions in four seasons. His best season came in 2019 when he had 273 yards. Yeah, decent hands, good hands, according to uh, McShay. Uh, and he's a really good blocker, which is why they drafted him. Right. I was going to say, um, I think that's more of a blocking big man. Yep. At, you know. uh, in the fourth round, though, I'm not really sure you'd draft a Jamie Sprinkle. But apparently he can catch better than Sprinkle. Um, and the thought was is that he really was not used enough at Boise. Okay. Um, that right. he can catch. So... 
Um, and he confirmed he could play on anything other than blue turf. He, he said he was okay <laughs> with that. And when May Martin May he was asked about him, he said he can block. <laughs> so, um, so obviously he's your second. I mean, I like his chances to make the team. Yeah, I would um, say so. And I think he's probably better than the backup they had last year. Mm-hmm. So, but he's not. He's not anything that's exciting. If he catches ten or fifteen balls this year, I'd be surprised. Well, what round was that? Was that late fourth? That was fourth. Yeah. Okay. So fourth round tight end out of Boise. It, yeah, you're not going to get a guy that's got a pedigree. The, the comp will be the Miami yeah, tight Brevin end Jordan? Brevin, uh, who is that? Maybe it's his first or last name. He went a couple uh, picks after, and if he catches seventy balls this year, you know we made a fucking mistake. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, someone somewhere said basically that. With the with Washington, you could always tell when they went with two tight ends exactly what each one was going to do. Right. And this guy, you know, no, he didn't have eye popping numbers, but good hands, good catch radius, stuff like that. So if he's out there, he won't just have to block. Mm. And I think that was it's so. It's what he does well, but it's not like a one trick pony. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Fifth round pick, Derek Forrest out of Cincinnati. He's a safety, five eleven, two oh six, three year starter with Cincinnati. Uh, had 106 tackles, six breakups, and three picks in 2019. He's known for his speed, ran a 4-4-1. Um, he's athletic, has 49 career games, and he's versatile, can play free or, or strong in the um, in the box, but he is not a man coverage safety. Okay. Um, he will be the best special teams player on the roster. And gotcha. when he got interviewed, that's what he – this was a Nate Kazor mm-hmm. pick – Gotcha. And, and he basically told J.P. Finley or Kime or somebody like that, um, I'll be the best special teams player there. And okay. apparently he's, mm-hmm. you know, captain yep. and f- eats nails. He's a tough kid. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, and that's I, his nickname. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. That is his yep. nickname. Right? Yep. That's, that's how he answers every question, apparently. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, um, no, I, no. I, I, I kind of like that. I mean, you need some – not everybody's going to start. Sure. So they need some coverage guys because in punts people run cover. You know they don't really return kickoffs much anymore, but they do return punts. And you sure. need, you need nope. some gunners. Man, and, you, you just need some tough sons of bitches in there. Well, you and know? it got better last year. We've been craving this for like twenty years, and not not Sua Cravens, but you know actually craving <laughs> this. And it's it's the competition. It's the depth. I mean, a couple of years ago, I remember we had like a decent start, and this guy started to get hurt, and you're just like, uh oh, <laughs> yeah. there is nothing. Left yeah, right now. I mean, no, uh, you know, this kid's not going to start, but you know what? Get him in the system. Guys get dinged up throughout the season. He can probably come in and play a little bit and not kill you. Yep. And with the 17th game, you're going to need some more depth, yep. right? Um, guys like Doc Walker probably love that. Oh, yeah. well, but, like, but I, I think honestly, but for special teams, he wouldn't make the team. I don't think so either. I think he's a special yeah, teams not. player, right? Yep. But yeah. I think Troy Apke, see you later. Um, Hardly now, knew ye. Now they have uh, several safeties on the on the field. Uh, pick six, my favorite long snapper, <laughs> Cameron Cheeseman, um, who had to buy his own hat for the draft. <laughs> JP Felly was so upset that when he 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 was basically grilling Rivera. He's like, "You go buy that kid a hat," because he had to buy his own hat when he snapped. But uh, you know, I, I don't know what any of this means. But he's eighty five percent accuracy with the Wolverines. I would assume it's a hundred percent. But I guess accuracy is like in the zone. Right? Oh, right, right. So you're going to pay um, uh, Nick Sundberg a million bucks because he's that's the vet minimum he's been in the league, or you're going to pay this guy the minimum. Uh, so you basically save a million bucks yeah. by replacing long snappers who can do the same job. So good good for Cameron. He makes the team. Um, <laughs> they have seven, seven, three seventh-round picks, right? The first is William Bradley King from Baylor. 6'3", 252. He's a defensive end, played three years at Arkansas State, then came to Baylor. Last year had 3.5 sacks with 31 total tackles. Uh, then they drafted the kid from Penn State, Shaka Tony. He's 6'2", 242 edge as well. Uh, recorded 20 sacks over four years. May try to play him at Sam linebacker. And by the way, anybody who talks about the 40 times from the Penn State Pro Day, it's all bullshit. It's all fucking fixed. They cheated their asses off. These guys aren't as fast as, and I'll tell you why. Um, I'd like to hear that theory, yeah. but I, I, I 100% agree with you before yeah. I, I my, my guess is it has to do with they're not actually that fast, but anyway. <laughs> they're not as fast. They're, they're not running four. Fu- <laughs> There's no fucking way that two linebackers in a defensive end at Penn State ran a 4-3. It's just not fucking possible. 
And if that was, if that was possible, they should have beaten Maryland. Because, but you know what? Maryland well, beat them. Just yeah. ask Chris. No, I mean, beat them bad. <laughs> who, who's, the, who's the linebacker, right? The linebackers, he apparently run a 4-3. Bullshit, he didn't run a fucking 4-3. Yeah, he didn't run a 4-3. There's, There's fucking no fucking way. way. And the defensive end, the guy who went to Baltimore, 4-3, right. who can't t- sack anybody. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll go to him. All right. Uh, the Whitey, they drafted in the seventh round. Uh, <laughs> your boys uh, uh, from BYU, it's his favorite target. Um, 6-1. Yes. 190 probably won't make the team, but he did have seven receptions last year. Was an All American uh, for Pro Football Focus, had the fourth highest grade um, and the tenth best drop rate among draft eligible receivers. He's the exact opposite of Deami Brown. He can't <laughs> run, but he can. But do he a can great, catch everything. He can do a great uh, route tree and catch everything that comes. Also in a special team. teamer, I believe. I don't. I'd he would have been. He would have been a Jay Gruden guy. <laughs> Jay Gruden. Would have been I'd, I'd be surprised if he makes it through the uh, through uh, through camp. But um, good draft, solid draft. Um, interesting to see what's going to happen at free safety if they sign Trey Boston. They said they probably wouldn't, but um, there are there are still people available. I like that they used all of their picks to actually take players. I like that they did their research on their players. As you went through it, every one of them meets some sort of need. Not every guy's going to make the team. No shit, you know, with the roster size that the NFL has. But the more legitimate athletes that you have that can play, most of these guys are from big schools with some decent pedigree. The more opportunity you have to really evaluate who who you want on your roster, who you're going to put on a practice squad, who you're going to say, hey, you're not going to make this team. Somebody else is going to pick you up. That's that's the mark of a good draft. Well, I think they have a lot of guys that can make the team. I do too. I do too. Well, and apparently there was something too. I guess they traded back or something to get an extra seventh they, or they gave up a fifth next, next year, year to get an extra sixth and seventh because I think they knew they were going to draft a long snapper. Well, oh, there was right. also something about I don't know how all the rookie allotment goes, but I guess it's cheaper to have draft picks than to get UDFAs. And so uh-huh. um, they wanted to draft a couple extra guys. Maybe they don't count in the same way or something right. like Interesting. that. Interesting. Okay. So they did sign one, and they're only expected to sign one, and that's this kid with the kid Patterson from Buffalo who had like you know 45 touchdowns in one game or something he like that. He played at Pilate. Yes. That oh, too. no shit. Yeah. Huh. With Chase? With Chase for a year. Yeah, How about that? Before Chase went to DeMatha. Huh. Interesting. So I, I think we all think solid draft run yeah. by adults. Well, Not, I was going to say it's for football. You can make the, you can adults. make mistakes, but they're making football decisions. It's a professional draft. Yeah, it's a professional draft. And like I tell people who were for some reason mocking me on texts when they when the when Washington drafted Jamin Davis because these people don't know anything. They, who was, who would mock you? Well, they 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 don't they still think I'm a like a diehard Washington fan, and they think. That they don't know shit. They don't know who Jamin Davis is. They just looked at Todd McShay or somebody had him rated lower, and I can't believe you reach for that guy. That guy sucks. I'm like, fuck you. First of all, <laughs> that's all you should I, say. I will, tr- yeah, I will trust Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio to pick a linebacker, right, on this team. Maybe not a quarterback. I don't know, mm-hmm. but a linebacker. They know what a linebacker does, and they know what they're supposed to be able to do. And so, my guess is. Jamin Davis is going to have huge numbers. Probably. Because he's going to be so protected. Yeah. He's walking into the a great spot. You, you, you've made this point, and I don't think the two of us could agree more, that, that playing behind that D-line yes. is like a godsend for yeah, They just need guys that can run yeah. and fill, and that's not John Bostick. <laughs> no, that is not. That's I'll not bet. John Bostick, but I'll they still a, have John Bostick. I'll bet a nickel he gets a touchdown this year. Is that Davis? Yeah. Oh, I... I, I I take that. <laughs> I will yeah. say that these uh, the sixth round and seventh round picks, um, Shaka Tony and Bradley King, will provide depth, and they may have salted away the chance for Kerrigan to come back. Seems like it. Yeah, because it they're, so it like they're so much cheaper. They're so much cheaper than he is, yep. yeah. and they can do what he did. As soon now, as I saw they took two edge guys, I was yeah. like, Ugh, okay, you know, yeah. that's yeah. probably the writing on the wall. Um, I will say this: whoever rags on another fan for the the a player that was drafted by their team, be like, I didn't fucking draft. I him. hang out with losers, dude. What do you expect? <laughs> I mean, they're morons. I love. Are they Pittsburgh guys. fans? Yeah. Well, one of them's a Dallas fan. Well, there you go. Well, that's even worse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, just draft. Dallas drafted everybody with a criminal record. That was their entire draft. Yeah. So yeah. they drafted a kid from Marshall. 
Uh, he's lucky he's not in jail. <laughs> he might be on his way. They take it, and, and, and I love it. They, they, they draft somebody, and they show – it doesn't matter what team you are. They show the war room, and everybody's high-fiving each other. Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> you just drafted a dude. You have no idea. If it's like, yeah, we got the guy we needed. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. All right. All right. How did Le Ravens do? Le Ravens. All right. Let's start with round one. Rashad Bateman, hell of a wide receiver. He is. He's got um, huge talent, man. Huge yeah. upside, right? And they didn't yeah. trade up. They drafted him six foot, 194.4. He's been compared to Keenan Allen for the mm-hmm. way he creates separation in his <laughs> route running. Uh, he's All American third team uh, and Big Ten freshman of the year in 2019, yep. and a receiver of the year. Yeah, Scored we saw ele- him. Yeah, scored 11 <laughs> touchdowns, ranked eighth. 20 yards per catch, 60 catches. Um, he got infected with COVID over the summer, but still played, but said he couldn't breathe, and he had 36 catches and 472 yards before he opted out, um, or before it was canceled. I, I don't know if he opted out, but it was, you know. he's obviously uh, going to fit in well. Uh, he's an outside receiver, possession receiver. I think he's going to probably, uh, I would assume he would start from the beginning. I, I, I mean, with that pick, you hope so, right? With, with him uh, and Brown, you know? I think that you – there are no more excuses for Lamar not being able to have talent. So, look, man, we I think we talked ourselves into them not taking a receiver when we talked about the system. It's a legitimate question whether or not, Lamar, whether or not it's a wasted pick. We right. will see. If this guy has 40 catches or if he has 30 catches and starts every game, it's a wasted fucking pick. I agree. He's uh, Lamar obviously can't throw to wide receivers. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, I think that he's a little bit of a different – guy than what they have now I'm, i guess that's more of a hope because i really don't know but we were talking about it it's just you know they obviously lamar can complete some balls to somebody it's a tight ends over the middle usually right maybe he usually, can run yeah. yeah maybe he can run some of those routes that maybe a brown doesn't as well or whatever it is because you know again we're talking about what we consider to be a smart organization if they didn't think this guy could do something in this offense, why would they go there when they have other, you know, other needs really? Right. Um, I like the receiver. I like the pick, but based on our previous conversations, I can understand if there's a struggle. But I, sure. I have a feeling that somehow they have a vision for this guy that's different than the other guys they have, you know, in that room right now. Maybe. I I hope you're right because I like the pick. I like the player. I hope he gets the looks he deserves to to get some numbers. You know. But as Jerry said, you know, it gets more and more to be an indictment on Lamar if he can't use any of these weapons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, now he's got two first round picks at wide receiver in the last three years. Yeah. So you need to be able to throw the ball now. And if, now, if you're now if if after next year they do not have you know big passing numbers, it's because he can't do it. Right. 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 And he's yeah. going to have to throw the ball if they want to win in the playoffs. Right. You know. Yep. Their second pick at thirty one. Odafi Awa, but they called it his name through college was Jason. That's his middle name, Jason Awa, but now he's changed it back to Odafi. He's a linebacker, Penn State, six foot five, 257 pounds, prototypical build for a, an edge rusher. He's going to be the next Matt Judon, or he's going to take Yep, that's, place, that's right? exactly that's he's the role he's going to fill. He's measurables, recorded the best bullshit time, fake time, <laughs> right, right. 0.37, <laughs> which makes him faster than Rashad Bateman, which is bullshit. That's complete bullshit. Um, but but he is a he is a freak. He, right? he's, he's he's a broad great jump of eleven feet two inches, um, you know, uh, f- fastest three cone drill six point nine. So he he is a absolute freak. Um, he did not have one fucking sack last year. So Isn't he's that crazy. A, he's an edge guy with all these measurables without a sack, which makes him the first defensive end outside linebacker in the history of football to get selected in the first round in the. Pa- with recording no sacks in his final college season. How about that? But he did have 38 tackles since point, 6.5. So, so you know, the kid's got absolute skill, uh, but he doesn't seem to finish. That scares me if I'm Baltimore. Or you go, we're going to make this kid finish because well, we that, know how to coach him up. Well, that's you know? what they're going to – but, but – they don't have shitty coaches at Penn State. I mean, you guys don't like them, right? But they, uh, oh, I the, think James Franklin is a completely legitimate shitty coach. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> that. The, but the linebacking coach at the linebacking coach at Penn State probably he, the he, defensive he, end. He coach probably knows what the fuck he's know, doing. Knows yeah. how to sack. Uh, 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 so. No question. It's just a weird stat. It is a weird stat. It's a weird stat. How can you be that such is, a badass? Super odd. And it's huh. not like I mean, they had Micah Parsons. It's not like this guy was the focal point, right? Right. Maybe huh. just other guys were getting the sacks. I don't know. Yeah, Micah Parsons ran. 
ran a four three two. Fuck that. That's that. Yeah, who knows? Maybe this is one of those guys that had the pedigree. He has the size. He looks like a fucking monster, and he just gets doubled all the time. I mean, he uh, who knows? I don't, I don't I know. I mean, he. But you know, Chase Young had twenty sacks. Yeah, granted, <laughs> he had twenty fucking sacks. I mean, how, whatever. All I right. think Maryland put six guys on him, and he had five sacks in that game. Yeah. So uh, he, as the Raven going as the draft went, that was my least favorite pick. Um, not my least favorite pick, but I thought that I thought they reached for that. Uh, third round pick Ben Cleveland from Georgia, yep. six foot six, three hundred and forty three, just country boy bulldozer. At least it's not Ben Pittsburgh. Yeah, <laughs> um, bulldozer of a blocker who'll get a chance to compete right away with a left guard position. Uh, road grader was not fluid. Why doesn't that matter? Because he plays fucking guard. Um, this move will allow Bradley Bozeman to shift back to center. Um, a worry that I would have is that he was only a regular starter for one year at Georgia. Um, and But anybody who says that uh, they're worried about how he's running and moving uh, needs to shut up because he's a fucking guard. And yeah, he's a guard. What, what do you say about guards generally? What, what do you say about guards? Who they have beside them? They have a center and a tackle. Well, yeah. Exactly. There's nowhere to go. <laughs> right. They're, they play in a fucking phone booth. Right, yeah, they're super protected. God, I hope he gets $18 million. I was so, say, so smart. Man, Just they, a they smart need to start bankrolling right now to make sure he gets $18 mil in his fifth or sixth pay, year. Just pay him now. Yeah. And they should have. I'm surprised that the Ravens didn't draft him at five. <laughs> like, the, I mean, as Jay Gruden said, we got a guard, right? What was that famous quote? <laughs> and he's still with the team, and he's still a starter, he's and he's elite, Jerry. 18, he's elite. All right. So this kid will probably start and play, and he's, uh, you know, apparently just a typical guard. That's well, he's a big motherfucker. Yeah, well, he's know. huge, right? Yeah. But that's what you do with guards. So good pick for them. I think yeah, he'll absolutely. probably start. Uh, second, third round pick, Brandon Stevens, cornerback. I'm like, what the fuck did this guy? Six foot, 213, a former running back. That's always a good start. Uh, converted to corner at SMU. Um, fits the profile of a free safety. So I think like St. Judas – in the third round, they're taking a corner and making him a free safety. Right. Um, that became a trend, I think, after Rod Woodson did it. Yeah. Remember man. Rod Woodson <clears throat> did it? And I think they saw how, you know, how how it's easy, almost like a natural progression. How much of an know? easy transition yeah. is, right? You go from third, like Cal Ripken to play and whatever, whatever he played. Or go from short, short to play to third, in third. Yeah. yeah. Um but uh Eric DaCosta basically said uh, he's only played a handful of games at at uh, corner, and he definitely needs time to develop. But their their safeties, Chuck Clark and Deshaun Elliott, are free agents next year, so they're going to give him this a year gives him a year to, to groom. groom. And, and, yep. and my guess is this cat's going to be great on special teams. Uh, Tylon Wallace, another wide receiver. So for a team who declared they didn't need any wide receivers, they certainly got a lot of them. Five eleven, one ninety four. I saw him play at Oklahoma State throughout the years. He's an explosive player. Um, his stats are crazy in terms of his catching ability. 1.1 drop rate is the best uh, in college football. Um, hmm. 5'11", but plays like he's 6'3". His comp is Steve Smith oh, because okay. he is apparently just a tough son of a bitch. Yeah, I was going to say Gets Smith. in your face, ready to fight. Oh, that's great. Um, but does have uh, a torn knee in 2019 and has sprained the same knee in 2020. Hmm. Um, so that's probably why he dropped. But uh, – that's probably a pretty good pick. Um, also in the uh, slot sort of mold. Right. So uh, I would expect him to have a shot to make the roster. I would think so as well. Uh, yeah. Well, so, it sounds like another guy to, to do that a little bit more of that, you know, middle stuff as opposed to the deep wide stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, after this draft and after accumulating the assets they have over three years, there is no excuse for Lamar. Lamar. He's, yeah. he's, he can't say nobody's here. I, I right. need help. Right. Fifth round, interesting selection, Sean Wade, cornerback. He's a 6'1", 195. He was apparently the man in the slot role in 2018, led the Buckeyes with three interceptions. Um, he was great in the slot at, uh, at, the, you know, at nickel corner in 2019, 26 tackles, four for loss, two sacks. 2020, they moved him to the outside corner, and he got toasted. So, <laughs> um had some off the field issues in 2020. I just don't think that was a very good year for him all around. Uh, so he drops. Could be the, said for by a lot of people. He drops to the fifth round. The consensus is he'd have been a second round pick if he'd have come out the year before. Okay. Um, but the Ravens plan on playing him at corner, and he'll probably be pretty good. Uh, they have two more picks uh, round uh, in the fifth round. Dalian Hayes, which is a defensive end from Notre Dame, apparently just a leader. 
uh, played one full year, 6'3", 253, lacks um, lacks any sort of measurables like Awe, uh, but did have 17 tackles, six for loss, and three sacks. So he had a statistically better year in 2020 than Awe right. did. Um, apparently he was the captain of Notre Dame for two years hmm. and uh, played well at the Senior Bowl. But, you know, he's a fifth-round pick, so he's got flaws. Sure. Uh, their second, fifth-round pick, who I didn't like them to see, getting it was a guy named Ben Mason out of Michigan. He's our fullback. Yes. Apparently a bruiser. Apparently <laughs> his nickname his nickname is Bench Press. Sounds like a fun guy. It's great. Um, well, so you can learn from uh, Ricard. Well, yeah, so you already got Ricard. Well, he played D-line and then shifted to fullback. So he is a Ricard clone. Oh, so this is like a Baltimore guy right yeah, here. Yeah, so man. Ricard yeah. is a free agent next year, uh-huh. and I think it's a message to him saying, you're going to hamstring us for money? All right, we got your replacement That's right. right now. So yep. um, he's the fourth player to go from one hardball to the other. <laughs> so uh, I and obviously he'll play teams. So I think he will make the roster, and he is probably um, my boy's replacement when he gets bigger money from somebody else. That's a really good bet. Because they're not. They're that's not what smart NFL it. teams do. They don't yeah. wait until they don't have the position. They fill the pos- the backup position or the potential you know, understudy before they need to. Then when that guy comes up, like you said, and if Ricard goes, hey, man, I I think I'm worth that, you go, eh, not really. You know, you were great while we had you. but Somewhere else. See you later. Right. So a lot of – and this guy might be a better athlete. He might be. Who knows? Um, A solid draft, too. I give give both the local teams very solid grades. No, but they they reached for positions – Doing it with a specific need in mind. And I don't mind if it's well scouted and it, that need is what they felt superseded somebody else who was more athletic or po- possibly you know, a better player on the grade. Um, if smart guys are making those decisions, I'm all for it. And Agreed. I think uh, the Ravens have always had smart guys, and I think Washington finally has some guys that know what the fuck they're doing. I'm telling you guys, this is my bold prediction. By the beginning of the season, there will be a monster trade for quarterback and mm. somebody. Or if not before the season, during the season. Well, I mean, but I mean for Washington or for in the league. Well, well, available. Well, I mean, so, Rodgers obviously. Yeah. I don't know if so we'll my guess that, is the teams that were so hell bent to get a quarterback this year, next year will probably be like, "Fuck, we can't spend all that money by getting a new." I mean, what what's San Francisco going? Let's say Aaron Rodgers comes out. And everybody wants to play for San Francisco. Everybody because they love Shanahan. He's awesome. He's a great quarterback to play for. What happens if they trade for Aaron Rodgers? Well, then, hell yeah, you got to trade for Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the best ever to play, and he's got like five more years of awesome playing. What do you do with Trey Lance? You just spend all that money, go get him, and then you declared him to be the savior, right? And now you're like, yeah, fuck, bye. Yeah, you know, (laughs) yeah. Um, I just, I think that, I think that there's a plan that Washington has, and it's not involving rookies. I think you're right. Well, they're certainly not worried about rookies. That's obvious because they could have done some things to take a guy this year. They didn't. They know. could have taken Trask. Yeah, sure. He was available. If, yeah. if they liked any of those three, they could have taken him. You know where they took uh, who? Who did they take in second? I can't remember. Oh yeah, uh, Cosme. Yeah. If they really, really wanted one of those guys, they could have had him. Mm-hmm. So that just shows they didn't. Simple just, as that. I'm. I think Cosme is. I think, it was a great I think pick. he's the best pick of the of Washington's draft. I great think he's going to start, and I think he's the John Jansen. Well, be nice. for the for the next good. for the next eight years. Love good, Jensen. good comp yeah. there. Because this um, cat, uh, this line coach, is apparently amazing. That's I, because I'd the, love he to hear made that. he made trash look decent. Well, they were what six by PFF or yeah. whatever. You know? Yeah, and they now were smoking mirrors. I mean, now they have their eighteen million dollar guard. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> what could go wrong? Now I'm with you, man. Good draft from both teams. Um, really pleased to see them both uh, be be smart. Pick for need and 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 again, you know, players that are probably going to make the roster and start, you know, and and you know. So, Jeremy, you know who my favorite Washington pick is? Who's your favorite Washington pick? I'm going to go with Brown, the receiver. I I just think that he's going to make it. I mean, actually, I love Cosby too, but I won't pick the same guy. Um, I think that he's going to he's really one that's going to make that long term impact because you know you got you know uh, Jeffries, I got Humphreys for one year. Um, you know, I think he's going to be around for a while and be a hell of a player. So he's he's my guy. Yeah, but, that was an interesting pick. That was an interesting pick. The well, Brown he, pick. He I didn't like him. it at first, but 
more I think about it, I'm like, man, how many times has that happened? Do you see this in the draft where you're like, shit, why didn't we take that guy? There's a lot of reasons not to take him. I liked him. it when they drafted him because I was like, shit, he's still around? Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. he was gone. Corn so. in the third, brown in the third, yeah. you know, so. Right on. Well, well who'd you like, Todd? Oh, I, I, I absolutely love the Cosme pick. I mean, as soon as they got him, I was like, fuck yes. Watch you him know. suck. I know. No kidding. <laughs> but I, I'm telling you what, after I did my research, I really like the Davis pick only because he's Ron's guy. Yeah. And it yeah. was the first pick in the draft. Yeah. And, the, and the, the confidence Ron had, we made that call and like everything else. I'm like, he got the guy he wanted but to. But you, so. you know, picking uh, Davis as your favorite pair is like me picking Ovi. Score. Remember we have our bet? <laughs> yeah. Who scores first? You know who's Ovi. not going to score first tonight? It's going to be Ovi. <laughs> he's not going to score Ovi. first tonight. Do we know for sure? Uh, we don't, but they're about to drop the puck, so let's wrap this shit up. Um, re- before we uh, wrap up for the week, however, Mr. Jake Funk going to L.A. Oh, let's yeah. fucking Jake. go. Did you hear after they were like, uh, he did a promo for the... Uh, he for said, Jimmy, we're the Jimmy Cone. I'm going to Jimmy yeah, Cone. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, <laughs> that hell great? yeah. Like, Jake, you just got drafted by the L.A. Rams. Where are you going? He goes, I'm going to Jimmy Cone. <laughs> I'll probably see my parents there. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Nah, uh, so happy for Jake, man. Uh, Kick ass! I hope, I, he makes, I hope he makes the team. Yeah, it's going to be one of a few getting drafted from Damascus. Alex Ovechkin and John Carlson will return tonight against the Rangers. Boom! There it is. Panarin scared shitless. <laughs> All right, so who scores tonight for the the Caps? Let's put Ovi. it on the record. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. I'm going Carl Hagelin. Fuck that. That, oh, guy's a, that guy's a machine this he year. He couldn't <laughs> score in warmups, dude. Does he have like six goals? He does, and they're all like off somebody's shin. <laughs> Perfect. So Perfect. weird. The, the, I'm going to go, actually, goals. you know, let's let's break out this old thing. I'm going to go Mantha. Mantha. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to go Dowd. Dowd's been on fire, dude. What about you, Jeremy? Apparently Schultz is out again. Fuck. Damn Fuck. It. All right, Jeremy, who scores first tonight? Sprong. All right. Sprong, Mantha, Dowd. Not if Ovi's playing. Sprong's going to get like six minutes. <laughs> All right, boys. Till next week, wings, beers, and tears. If you haven't already, get your fucking vaccines, please. Yes. We all want to play. We all want to play. Everybody in the zip codes who have a 21% vaccine rate, please go get your fucking please, vaccines. Please, 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 Chances please, please. are none of you are listening to the podcast. <laughs> wings, beers, and tears. We'll see you next week. Peace. See ya. Later.